our busy world, family time frequently gets neglected. It is vital that we give attention to our families while we can, and it is especially important to give attention to what God says in His Word about our homes. For the next few minutes, let's join Scott Pauley as we open the Scriptures and find God's message for your family. to talk to you today about the connection between your family and your church. I think this is something that is so vital. It always has been, but it is especially important in the world we're living in. People need a church family. Every family needs a church family. I think sometimes there are there are extremes on both ends. For example, on one end, you have people that think we have everything we need in our family. We don't need the church. Well, that's that's nonsense because the Lord Jesus Christ started the church. It's his body, and we believe the church is God's means of accomplishing his work in this world. So the greatest thing you could ever do for your family is connect it to a local New Testament church. Uh, your kids, they will graduate from high school. They will at some point leave your house. At least you think they will. <laughs> but they should never leave a local New Testament church. The church is something you can build your family around and connect your family to for their entire life. On the other end of the spectrum, there are people uh, that think, well, I don't need to give any attention to, to training my children, teaching, and working in our home. We're just going to make sure everybody goes to church and they'll get what they need there. And so they kind of abdicate their own responsibility to a pastor or to a teacher or to a youth worker and I think both of those extremes are very dangerous. And right in the middle, uh, the, the, the scriptural response is this. I have a family given to me by God, uh, a family that God ordained, a family that I'm responsible uh, for leading and guiding and teaching and nurturing. And God has saved me, placed me in the family of God. I have a responsibility to my local New Testament church. And the sooner and the the Surer I can make the connection between my family and my church, the better off it's going to be. Now, with that in mind, I want to turn our attention today to the pastoral epistles. The pastoral epistles of First and Second Timothy and Titus deal with how the church is to operate and how a pastor is to guide, to lead, and feed a flock. And in these books, there's some amazing uh, admonitions that connect to home life. I want to bring you to one. It's found in Titus chapter number 2. I want to read the first six verses, if I may, of Titus chapter 2 and then give you some observations from the verses and some applications for your family. Uh, Titus receives this letter written by the Apostle Paul under inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And when you come to Titus 2 verse 1, he says this, But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience. The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as become of holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded. Do you see here the connection between the family and the church? He's writing to a pastor, a pastor by the name of Titus. He's giving the pastor direction 
and guidance for the way he's supposed to uh, teach the people and the way he's supposed to lead the church family. And in the context of that guidance, he's to be strengthening the home. Uh, Long ago, I heard my pastor say that strong churches are made up of strong families. I'm convinced that's true because the family is the basic unit of society. It is the basic building block of civilization. That's why when the family begins to crumble, everything else begins to crumble as well. And when the family gets stronger and is ministered to and nurtured, everything else grows and goes with it. Well, in Titus chapter 2, we see this divine connection. It's not one we are reading into Scripture. God makes the connection between what's going on in the church and what they're to be doing in their homes. You'll notice in verse 1, he says, Speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. The word sound here is the idea of healthy, healthy teachings from the Word of God, uh, healthy souls. Look, the only way to have healthy homes is to give them healthy teaching. Now, the only way to have sound families is to have sound doctrine. So, a couple of observations. The first is that God wants to work and speak in everybody's life. Did you notice the groups of people here? You've got the aged men, the aged women, the young women, and the young men. Four distinct groups in Titus chapter number 2. You find all four groups in a family. You find all four groups in a church family. And God has a word for each. That's powerful, isn't it? So it matters not how old you are. It matters not what stage or season of life you may be in. God wants you to know him. God wants you to grow in the faith. And God wants you to become everything he saved you to be. Now, we could argue today what constitutes young and aged. Uh, may I say, at this juncture of my life, I'm learning that's relative. Uh, old is always just a little older than you. The Apostle Paul referred to himself as the aged Paul when he was about 60 years of age. So I think it's safe to say that uh, when people get to 60 years of age, they would fall in this category of the aged women and the aged men. And the young, of course, would be those younger than that, not just children and teenagers, because the young women and young men are the ones also rearing children. But God has a word and a work for everybody in the family and for everybody in the church. The second thing I would observe is that each of us have our responsibility to God. First of all, it's always to God. As you read these lists, I wish we had time to study them. I hope you'll walk through them yourself. Uh, But the aged men are to be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience. Notice, it's Godward first. It's his spiritual life. It's his frame of mind. The aged women begins with holiness. I like that. The young women with soberness. The young men with soberness. That's the one that's repeated throughout, this sober-mindedness. It doesn't simply mean they don't drink alcohol. It means they're serious about the things of God. Uh, They have their head on right, the thinking right. And so we all have our own responsibility to God. You can't choose for somebody else. You can't choose for another member of your family. But you must choose for yourself. But then ultimately, not only does God have a word and work for everybody, and our first responsibility is Godward, but thirdly, notice please that what you do affects everyone else. This is God's way. The aged men are to be teaching the younger men. The aged women are to be teaching the younger women. Uh, The younger are to be able to follow the example of the elders and to listen to the exhortation of those who've been down the path a little ways. And the older, by the way, are to be ready to give it and right enough with God to give it. We all have a relationship not only with God, but with one another. In a church family, there are spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers. That doesn't mean anybody can take the place of your mom and dad. 
but it means there are spiritual fathers and mothers who nurture and guide and guard and feed and help you in the faith to move forward. In fact, Paul is writing to one of his in this passage. That's who Titus is. He's one of his sons in the faith, one of his sons in the ministry. Can I simply encourage you today, connect your family to your church. Practically, when the church family gathers, make sure your family's there. When the church family has a need, let your family jump in and help with that need. Uh, When the church family is seeking to serve or advance the gospel in some way, let your family uh, be right in the middle of that. My friend, you will always be glad, you will always be grateful that you connected your marriage, your children, your family to God's family. The Lord is at work in this world, in homes, and through local New Testament churches. May the God of heaven help us to stay connected. Don't let the devil come between. Don't let the devil divide you from his work, God's work, in the local New Testament church. Keep the connection between your family and your church. We hope that you will spend some time talking with your family today about these truths from God's Word and spend time praying for each member of your family. You may find additional podcasts, helpful articles, full-length Bible messages, and other resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. Until next time, may God bless you and your family.